welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, joining me on uh, this episode number three of uh, the, uh, uh, from the from the podcast center is uh, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm good. We're churning along. We're already. It's the Tour de France, isn't it? It's just what happens. It's like a, a colleague of mine once said. It's like one of those big old mechanical wheels. You got to jump start them. They start really slow. And they just keep getting quicker and quicker. And I feel like that is what is happening, which is good. It's a good thing. Absolutely. But you know what? We keep having news coming up in the morning. Uh, and of course, this is the news of the day for us in Australia. Uh, and we have to be excited about it. Uh, it's coming down uh, here in uh, the, the bottom on your, your favorite news bar. Actually. Oh, I love it. The news bar, breaking news. you got two, oh, two news bars. I'm now. loving it. I'm loving this. Yep. Uh, so basically uh, what he says here, you can read it, but uh, we talk about it. Michael Matthews has decided to come home. He's uh, went on to uh, asking for an early release from his contract from Sunweb. He's coming back to Mitchelton Scott. It is big news, isn't it? Michael Matthews, uh, back to Mitchelton Scott. Look, Matt White, he sort of hinted at us that there would be some announcements throughout the tour, but this is a big one, and I don't think anyone expected it. Look, I think it's a case of Matthews. He's He had some good days with Sunweb, won the green jersey, won stages. He's had some good days with Orica previously, and now it's time to be back. So... Yeah, absolutely. And then if, if we talk about Matthews, actually, and, and this movie, we just said it's an early release uh, that he's been asking for. Yeah. What's in that decision? I mean, there's, there's a few things here. Uh, the Bardet effect. We know uh, Romain Bardet has signed for Sunweb. How much of this has an effect on, on Michael Matthews making that decision that he's calling a day with Sunweb, but he doesn't want to call a day on his career? I mean, we see it on screen. Is that yeah. some, some awesome victory with Mitchelton Scott yeah, yeah, or Rika yeah. at the time? It's, you're right. Look, that, that's, that's certainly one reason. There's two reasons. And there's, look, there's more to that, obviously, than, than just the Bardet effect. The Bardet effect, though, he's general classification big time. So, of course, they're going to reshape that whole squad. And Michael also, we know, missed selection for this year's Tour de France. He was originally down to do it. So that that would have been a little bit of that would have stung him a little bit. Remember, he's won the green jersey. He's won multiple stages at the Tour. So, yeah, that would have hurt a little bit. So I think this was a good opportunity for him to exit. And credit to Mitchell and Scott. They're like... Bring the, uh, uh, welcoming him back with open arms. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, there's, of course, the, the fact that uh, he's missing out on the Tour de France. And, and we know, uh, we haven't spoken to him on this, but we can only imagine how he feels. He's hurting not to be in Let, the Tour de France. Let's get the real interview. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, Michael, what do you really think about that? I mean, no, and I'm with him, by the way. Yeah. I think they should have sent him. 100% they should have sent him. So who knows? what? Look, there's always politics that goes on in every team. It's not new. It's not a new thing, and and it's not a, necessarily a criticism of Sunweb. They they're just they're just doing what they feel is best, and they are also remember they are um, servicing their sponsors. Their sponsor it's a German team. They want Germans on the squad. They have their favourites as well, and that that's the way the the, the cards have fallen this that's year. That's why they took a friend guy. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that, that meant nothing. <laughs> Not kidding you, argument. Shut up. <laughs> no, but there's another layer to this. Uh, Michael Matthews worked really well with Warren Barguil. 
uh, you know, when he claimed the, the green yes. jersey. So maybe he doesn't want to have another experience with another Frenchman. Bargill was it, and then that's it. Well, look, that was a really rosy period yeah. for both of those riders. You know, that, that was a breakout year at the Tour. We know that. They were absolutely sensational together. Our roommates as well. So all good parties come to an end at some point. So it has for Michael, but it is great for him. And I think he'll, be, he'll you know, they'll, they know each other. Yep. Mitchelton, Scott and Michael, they know, they know his quirky ways. He knows how the team operates. I think he'll be happy there and I think we'll see some big success from him. Yeah, absolutely. And then a quick question, actually, because it's what's been on, on everybody's lips uh, since uh, pretty much the beginning of, uh, of this Tour de France. Uh, and the fact that Mitchelton, Scott are not bringing or they didn't bring any uh, Australian riders at the Tour de France. Uh, I want to be the one arguing that, yes, actually, Milcherton Scott, they're still doing their bit for Australian cycling because uh, they look after a younger rider, the Edmondson, for mm -hmm. example. Uh, so they, they actually grew, grow them into the, into the system at bringing them on the world stage. Um, but they also look after the riders at the further or the pointy end of their Tail careers. End of their careers yeah. You know, when, when you look at O'Grady, you look at Gerrans and now Matthews, uh, we can't disregard the fact that they are also doing their bit to help the professional, professional riders to also be still present in an outfit towards the pointy end of their career. Yeah, absolutely. And look, and, and, and that second point that you mentioned, bringing back, uh, you know, the more senior riders, the older riders back to the Australian team. It, it works well, not just for the older riders, and they're not there just to sort of make up numbers. They actually bring a crystal ball in their pocket because they've had 10, 15 years, you know, at the pro ranks. They can still get results and they can really lead the team and they can actually mentor the young Australians. So, no, no, full credit to Mitchell and Scott with the way they've sort of reinvigorated the squad. Remember, three, four months ago through that first lockdown, we thought the team was going to stop completely yep. or at least change hands um, to, to that the, the, the Spanish sponsor and a, potentially a Spanish team. So to Jerry Ryan and the crew there, well done, full marks. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a good question here or comment uh, from Brenton Lee uh, that says, you know, what's the point of uh, of bringing him uh, when Greenedge or Orica and, and, and Mitchelton Scott, uh, they're not a sprinter's team anymore? And, and you know, what, what's the point of bringing Matthews in? Well, Michael's, Michael's not your, your uh, purest sprinter either. Um, I mean, he's a guy for the classics. So he, he's a, uh, you know, he, he can, he's pretty versatile. He's a one-day specialist as, as well as winning stages at the Tour. Uh, look, that, that vision we saw earlier of his, one of his stage wins at the Tour de France, that was actually out of Andorra. Uh, he had to get over a pretty big mountain to win on that day. So he brings versatility, Michael. And... You've still got to have a sprinter. You, you can't just have a team full of climbers and guys who, you know, can't ride in the crosswind. Um, you know, they can only ride well when the road goes up. You have to have a, versa, a versatile team. So Michael, I think, is a really good fit. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that was uh, the news of the day. It seems that we are having a uh, news coming up. People have just probably heard that you've got a news bar, and they want like they want. Oh, they want to see it. They want. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving it. By the way, Couch Peloton. The, the, for those of you who've said love the news bar, because that means it is staying. Yeah, well, it is staying for good. The real news bar now, yeah. because this is what we have. Hang on a minute. Okay, there's all this, but what about this man? What about I was waiting man? for it. And he, look at that. He's got the French scarf on Yay. as well. <laughs> How did you do that? How did you do that? <laughs> it's good. I'll tell you what. He, he's a star. Yeah. We knew it. We knew he's a star. This just backs it up in more ways than one and for a number of reasons. So, come on. Let, let's hear it. Yeah. So what you, you, you can have the glory. 
<laughs> no, but look, look at look at how he won that stage yesterday. So Alaphilippe won the stage yesterday. He's also claimed yellow. Okay, but what struck me about that performance from Alaphilippe yesterday is the fact that everyone, everybody was expecting him to do it. Maybe not in, a, in after stage one, but overall, when they looked at the map, they knew this has Alaphilippe name written on it. Yes, and you know, being the devil's advocate, it's not a great trait of the French riders to deliver under pressure but he did he did he did he He delivered and you're right everyone expected him although when we when we listened to a few of the grabs before that stage after stage one a few of the guys Richie Port was one of them said I'm not sure how Alaphilippe will have pulled up after his after his crash so he pulled up pretty well (laughs) he's super he is super super duper and guys reacted uh, you know, and there were two that could follow, but that was it. No, it wasn't like no one else wanted to go with him. There were plenty of guys that would have liked to have gone with him. You got to remember the tempo set back in that group was super, super high. So, no, he is he is one of the greats, and he is so good to watch. He, he says that he, he did he hasn't had a win since uh, almost fourteen months. No win this year. He came pretty close, uh, but he also dedicated this victory to one man, his dad. Yeah. And if you're not tearing up, if you listen to this, if you're not tearing did up, did you cry? I did actually. <laughs> well, it was four a.m., so I, I could be tired <laughs> as well. <laughs> you might have had a cheeky red as well, which might have contributed. The emotions flowed. French, yeah. yeah. But honestly, no, it was no, good. Like, it was it was. No, it was a beautiful victory, and um, yeah, he, he, look, he wears his heart on his sleeve, doesn't he? Too, and that's I think that's what we all love about sports people in general, the ones that really sort of wear the heart on their sleeve, and he's and they deliver. And so, nah, what else can you say? Yeah, absolutely. And then when you think about it, you know, uh, also that story that his girlfriend was commentating the race, and she was also almost uh, tearing at it because she probably knew the effort and the effort that he went through to actually, and what he actually means to get that yellow jersey. You know? so, yeah, 100%. And, and the fact that they can't actually see each other. She's working on the race. He's obviously competing. But because of the bubble, uh, he can't see her for the three. Well, he can see her. He just can't get too close to her yeah, exactly, for, yeah. for the three-week journey. So it's a, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, so all in all, a great victory. How long can he hold on to this jersey? Good question. Good question. Uh, look, I haven't really fine-tooth combed the general classification. There's going to be some pretty tight um, uh, seconds there. So, yeah, look, we, we will d- go more into what's coming up uh, shortly. But there could be a chance for the sprint. No, there won't be a chance for the sprinters to get the yellow, sorry, because they've all no. been dropped. So, no, he could actually hang on to it for, for a little time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, also, what we saw in that stage is, is a young Swiss rider uh, that, you know... Who is this guy? I know. <laughs> and and uh, you, you know what? I'll, I'll, uh, Matty Keenan and Robbie McEwen in the commentary last night, and it's not a dig at them, but even they didn't realise it was him immediately. I think they thought it was um, the Irishman um, on the team. Roach, Nicholas yeah. Roach. And I thought it was too. I looked and went, it's Nicholas Roach. So we all sort of pick, didn't pick this kid. Uh, look, he's a former under-23 world champion, so he's a young star. He's only 22 years of age, but wow. Mike, yeah. Mark Irshi. Mark Irshi. Mark Irshi. Mark that name. Uh, and listen to this interview, actually, he did straight after uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the second place. Not the win, I was going to say. No, the second place. Pretty chill out, the yeah. interview. Yeah. On the way moving up, he attacked. I had a small gap and just knew, like, now I have to close it. Otherwise, it will explode. Then I came there, was full on the limit. But I also knew that, yeah, I don't have... If I show him too much that I'm on the limit... Yeah, he will go full gas attacking. 
again and drop me. So I knew that I have to show him a little bit that I that he don't know if I'm just gambling, if I'm on the limit or not. And so like this I could maybe crack him a little bit. And then uh, I knew also that I'd get a little flatter to the top. And then I just yeah tried to follow him. There you go, Mark Hirsch, uh, straight on the uh, massage table. I mean, when we said in this podcast, we will take you, even though that we are in Melbourne, uh, we will take you at uh, the closest as we can of the riders. I don't think we can get any closer we than this. We told our camera, we said, get up as close as possible <laughs> to him on the table if you can. Uh, uh, it's PG though, so not, you know, <laughs> keep, it, keep it all above board. Mark Hirsch yeah, is also he, your orange jersey of the day. So orange jersey of the day is Maka's pick for the outstanding performance. Doesn't have to be a performance on the road. It's just an outstanding performance altogether. Uh, if we were on the uh, ground, maybe I could get this one to bring you a sandwich or anything like that. I think so. Yeah. No, it look, it had to be. It had to be. It had to be I, him, yeah. yeah, I think so. Because no one, no one would have picked him. Uh, to go with Alaphilippe. Let me uh, rearrange my... Uh, yeah, well done. <laughs> you are loving the yellow, aren't you? Tonight? I'm loving the yellow and mm. I'm really loving the puppet. <laughs> I, I don't know how long I'm going to stick this one uh, uh, on it. So, yeah, Mark Hirsch, a surprise. Uh, Adam Yates. Yes. Finished third. Uh, and is that a surprise? Because he said it before in, in our program, actually. He said to us that he was targeting that stage and he's got opportunity to win one or maybe two stages, he said. Not a surprise. And... Yeah, impressed. impressed. We expect that. The Yates, both Yates boys have that dynamic sort of um, I mean, The way he attack. closed that 15-second gap. He closed the gap brilliantly. So quickly. Look, tactically, Adam, both Adam and Simon, they're very similar. We know that. But tactically, very, very astute, uh, Adam. And he picked it at the right time to jump across. And as you say, he closed it super quick. Says he's not riding GC. I believe him and I believe the team. Um, but he... Jagged a couple of seconds across the top of the climb. He had the yellow jersey in the back of his mind, not so much for GC long term, but for the publicity that brings with it. You've got to go for the yellow when you have a chance. And he tried that. But um, yeah, he was super. And Mitchelton, I think, would be very happy with his ride. Uh, actually, you say he's not riding for GC, and he's not riding for GC. We're not uh, debating. But someone on Twitter actually tagged us and said, What's the point of him trying to claim the bonus points? You know, the bonification points on top of the client before. Because he, he went in and got... Because what, five hours of the stage, if you've got the yellow jersey, you're, you're capturing massive amounts of publicity for your sponsors. It doesn't mean he's riding for general classification long term, uh, but just a stint in the yellow would have been big in itself. And actually, in the fact that he's riding to get that yellow that day actually mm. means he's not riding for GC. Because he would well, not... You know, that, no, as an overall contender. Yeah, that's right. He's not, he's not thinking long term yet. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you think there's a bit of a, another sort well, of a bluffing around it? Why wouldn't you leave the door open? And, but look, they've said it too. And, and I think we've got an interview coming up shortly with another one of the guys on the team. So I won't give too much away. But why wouldn't you leave that door open two weeks in? I know it's early days. So let's fast forward two weeks' yep. time. They're still on general classification time. What, you're not going to ride GC then? Of course you are. Come yeah, on. Absolutely. Let's, let's listen yeah. to uh, Adam Yates. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, stage two and already uh, up there, you know, fighting for a win. So uh, all in all, good day. Was the Alaphilippe was going pretty hard on the climb? Were you working together? Or? Uh, we worked well to, towards the end. Um, and yeah, I came across the gap. They were already away, and I jumped across when I when I felt the moment was right. And then uh, yeah, we worked all the way to the finish. And then uh, yeah, in the sprint, I was never gonna never gonna win against these two. But uh, in the end, like I said, third place and uh, stage two is pretty good. 
So we were on a massage table. Now we are in a hotel corridor. Oh, we're, we're, it's like a, <laughs> what did we have? We had the uh, the um, Four Corners program last night. With, uh, exactly. Uh, with Mickey Shah in the darkened room. You know, he was the whistleblower. <laughs> we're, we're getting everywhere, aren't we? It's hilarious. Especially when they've got the mask on. It's like that yeah. the muffled voice. So you can't tell who it is that's speaking. And again, uh, Adam, you know, brother... Only yeah. half the face was it? Yeah. The question is, <laughs> will we carry this on? It was our we get theme slammed on the comments. Was I'm, it Adam or was it maybe yeah. Simon? But we get slammed. People say, "Oh, the old switcheroo is an old joke." Yep. It's still funny. It's yeah. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> might, might be might be turning into a dad joke, but we're going to keep running with it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, overall, Yates, you mentioned it. Uh, Matt White also said they're not riding for GC. Are they bluffing? Because actually, no, no, no it, they're not bluffing. They, jokes aside, jokes aside, okay. they're not bluffing at all. Uh, and it, in fact, it takes the pressure off them. They are going for stage wins. They came close, um, but that is that 100%. is the last thing on their list at the moment. Hundred yeah, classification at the moment. Okay. In this first week, first ten days, absolutely. Okay. Uh, any other takeaways from uh, this Pogacar? We flagged him before this, uh, uh, this stage started on stage two. He was one of our highlights. Mm. Uh, he didn't disappoint. Uh, and what did you think of his performance? Performance so far is excellent. He's, I don't know if I can say it, he's slightly under the radar, maybe just a little bit. Um, you know, he's just, we're not talking a lot about him, but we are. But he, his teammate was the one who got the yellow, so... But so far, he hasn't put a foot wrong, Pogacar. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's listen to uh, Pogacar straight after the stage. Yeah, today was really difficult day. In the mountains, we set the pace so uh, Alex uh, could uh, be longer time in the group. And I think we did a good job. Uh, we showed that we can uh, be in front and defend the uh, yellow jersey. Uh, unfortunately, it was not for Alex today. Then in the end, uh, I, I tried to be in the front and, uh, and cover some attacks in the end. But uh, yeah, I was not uh, feeling uh, super good in the, in the last time. So I would just stay in the bunch for the sprint. And I finished top 10, I think. So that's okay day for me and the team. There you go. Yeah. Have a drink and enjoy it, uh, Pogacar. These young guys, I tell you what, they're pretty chilled, aren't they? They just... They just sort of soak it up like a sponge. You know, nothing, nothing's a big deal to them. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. You really talk like a dad. Who? You really talk like a dad. Oh, you know? Stop it. Stop it. Listen. Uh, no, I'll reprimand you. <laughs> <laughs> Young boy. Uh, now, seriously, Pogacar, uh, are, we, are we ready to be impressed by him? Yeah, we are. We are. We are. We shouldn't, we shouldn't put too much sort of pressure on him as journalists and reporters and even fans because he's still so young. I think he's still 21 years of age, but he hasn't helped his cause because he finished third in the Vuelta last year and won three stages. He's debuting here at the Tour de France, but already he's showing signs of a general classament contender. Yeah. Uh, any other news on other riders? Because there's been some some carnage a little bit. Well, the there has. We know. We know from day one there was all the crashes. And look, I think we just have to mention again and, and ride this wave with Richie Port, the Australian, because Fabio Aru lost two minutes. Uh, Danny Martinez, the winner of the Dauphiné, he crashed twice, lost some time. So it's not that we want Richie Port's rivals to fall down around him. But they are. Richie's had his fair share of bad luck. And I keep saying, I think he is due for some good luck. So that, you know, there's already we're seeing a reshuffling. Uh, Jumbo Visma, 
as well. We'll talk a bit more uh, about them in a sec. But uh, Dumoulin, in particular, he did hit the deck, but he came back strong. He did. Dumoulin came back really strong. He looked... Uh he, he looked, looked good. Yeah, he looked very solid. It was probably his own fault, I think, that little crash. Yep. It was up the hill, so it wasn't going super fast. Could have been worse, though. But Dumoulin, yeah, he looked very good as well. Okay, so in terms of uh, the chat, actually, we want to have about uh, Pogacar and just to extend mm. on what we, we are thinking. You know, everyone is thinking this the battle between Ineos and uh, Jumbo Visma. Are UAE the smoky? Are UAE, because they had the yellow. Are they the third? Are they, are the, next are they the next team? Are they the third team to watch for? Probably. I think, I think. well, look, Aru has now lost some time. So it means to me now Pogacar is the leader. Even so, it's only we're going into day three. He is the leader. But bear in mind, like, as a lieutenant, he's got Aru. Aru won a grand tour. Exactly. He's got, as long as Aru plays the game, as long as Aru, you know, toes the line, I should say, and, and says, right, fine, okay, my form's not there. I got dropped on a, not a super, super mountain day. It was a tough day, but it wasn't a super mountain day. Yeah. Um, but Aru now needs to, you know, f put himself in the queue and go, right, I'm going to help uh, Tade and I'm going to actually mentor him as well along the way. Let's listen to uh, Alan Piper. Alan Piper waves that. And for him, the battle is between Ineos and Jumbo Visma. There are two main teams, Grenadiers and also Jumbo Visma. And of course, they're the most outspoken teams because they have the favourites within their ranks. Both really, really strong teams. Um, I think this Tour de France may be a little bit different for Grenadiers because the lineup is a little bit different than the last years. No Frome, no Thomas. Um, some of those riders that were there for years are not there anymore, even Stannard. There's a whole different format and it'll be interesting to see if they can ride the same way that Sky or Ineos did in the last years. For sure, Jumbo Visma looking to be the strongest team at the moment, the way they rode in, in Tour de Land and also in the Dauphiné, but maybe they have to apply a different tactic for the Tour de France. Yeah, that was Alan uh, Piper. Legend. 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 Oh, Legend. I love him. Lo the, the, the most Belgium accent in an uh, Australian body I've ever heard. Well, Scott Sunderland, though. Oh, Come true, on. actually. That's a Shots, good one. Scotty Sunderland. We will get him on here. Scotty, That's if you're listening, one. we're going to get him. you on, mate. And he's busy at the moment, too, with, with all the Flanders Classics yeah, absolutely. races coming on. But, yeah, I think Scotty just about pips, Alan, yeah, for the uh, bad. Dutch sort of quirky <laughs> Belgian accent. Uh, one question. Actually, keep sending us your question because there's loads coming up and, uh, and, and we try to go through as we go along. But this question here to close the UAE mm. uh, discussion, can Pogacar TT well enough? Ooh, good but question. That, remember, the TT this year is uphill. It's planche de Belfi. Good question. Short answer, yes. Long answer, remember it's... Three weeks. There's only one TT, as you say. It's at the end of the tour. It's Planche de Belfi, so it's not your traditional time trial. So I think this time trial this year will suit Pogacar better than if it was a flat sort of 40-kilometre individual one. I think Pogacar, yeah, it's a long way to go, but if anything, the TT could suit him. Absolutely. Okay, let's look at stage three. And do we have another curveball in our hands? Uh, because this tour, we said it before and we will say it again, especially in the first week, is so different than any other tours. What is ahead of us for tonight? Well, I think we're going to have, it's going to be a sprinter stage. It's going to be a sprinter stage. It's expect the sprinters. Now, they took a day off yesterday. They all knew that. Uh, so I expect 
them to to come to the fore today. There's a few climbs out. It's not completely flat. So it's, it's um, you know, there's a few lumps and bumps. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, okay, stage three. Uh, there's someone that is saying, uh, who is your pick? Jeremy is asking us who is your oh, pick for stage three. Uh, come I'll on, make Jeremy, notes. you're asking me already. No, uh, but I'll make notes because we have a, uh, a tipping competition. We do, we and do. I must say, actually, in our uh, SBS tipping competition, I picked up Philippe yesterday. Did you? I did. did I did. Oh, so you got the bonus point because he won I, the stage. Absolutely. But also, Damn. I'm the last one to pick tonight. So That's true. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your pick? Uh, well, I'll go sentimental and, and pick Caleb. I'll pick Caleb. He was last, I think he was last in on the stage yesterday. Don't read anything into that. He has just timed it perfectly to to basically recover as much as he could. So I'll, I'll go with Caleb. First, first Aussie stage win. Okay. There you go. Bang, stage three. We've nailed one. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to go with Viviani just because we want a win for Cofidis. They have another win. We do. Win. I do want to see a win for Cofidis. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. And they've invested in a sprinter thinking at least the sprinter that is winning stages could win them for him. When was the last time? 2011. 28. 2008. 2008. 2008. So is there a curse? A sprinter that, that all wins? All curses come to an end at some point. So We won that. Yep. So uh, mine would be uh, Cofidis. Um, uh, anything else in any other news? They're, yeah. Let's just um, flick off from the Tour de France for a second. The UCI, actually it was David Lepantian, yep. who released a little teaser. I can't believe he's teasing us. Come on. Uh, that the UCI world champs may have a new home. Yeah. More announcements to be made in two days. Just but, tell us already, David. Yeah, but he made a reference to Salanche, uh, which is where Bernardino won his world championship 40 years ago. Uh, and he made a reference to it without saying anything. Could it be Salange? Could it uh, not be Salange? Salange being in France, by the way. And, and, our, and our mate Flo from La Tap Australia, actually, he said, if you look closely at the course, 8,000 metres of climbing. Yep. So, uh, woo, thanks for that little update there, Flo. Uh, little insight, I should say. Look, the, the good news is, hopefully, we will see the World Championships. Remember, they are at the end of the Tour de France. Actually, the time trial is yep. on the final day of the Tour de France. That's the other question, though, because uh, he's mentioned the World Championship. He hasn't mentioned the full World Championship. And there's been rumours that they will only keep the elite women and the elite men's race, which would destroy the year for someone like Durbo or Rowan Dennis. Yeah. That have, that have it doesn't destroy their year, but it destroys... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Durbo, Durbo, Durbo. pretty much yeah. skipped the Tour for and the Paris World Champs. Yeah, he said he was not going to do any of the classics. He wants to do the the world. Jeebus. Uh, cool. So cool. I call this destroying a year. Okay, call I'm, it what you I'm want, actually, <laughs> no, I'm actually with you. He is destroyed potentially. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making ways. I'm yeah. making ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, live coverage uh, for the uh, Tour de France starts tonight at half past nine on SBS, and we are all looking forward to this. Uh, three days in. We're settling in okay? We're settling in well. We're settling in well. The late nights are tough, but uh, this is a good break-up, isn't it? Yeah. 1 p.m. Do you like this, folks? I think yeah, 1 p.m. is good. We can sort of debrief a bit, look forward to the next day. Let us know what you think. And you know, let us know. Let us know what you think uh, because the comments are still open. And uh, we are pretty cool. I think we're changing things around and, and try to, to fit to what you guys want. So don't hesitate to put your comments in the box below, either on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, Maka, thank you for joining us. 
Pleasure, pleasure. And uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral and log a ride with our friend at Zwift. Till next time, it's next time, which will be tomorrow at 1 p.m. live here. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Swift.com and start your free trial.